Welcome to episode number five of the Follow Podcast. We're having an honest and open conversation for people who are actively learning to live like Jesus. And today we're kicking off season two. Yay! Authentic Conversations, and it's based on One Church TO's teaching series, Authenticity. And I'm Matt Smith. It's great to be with you again. And I'm joined today by the teaching pastor at our church, Pastor Keith Smith. It's great to have you with us. Good to be with you. And uh, you you were teaching uh, week one of our series this week, and uh, we were talking about uh, finding truth. And so we're going to be uh, recognizing truth, sorry. Mm-hmm. We're going to be having a conversation all about that. Now, before we get into that, why don't we just, why don't we get to know you a little bit, mm-hmm. as as this is the first time on, on the Follow Podcast for you. Good to be here. <laughs> so... Um, we we have a few Smiths on staff, and uh, we've had a few Smiths on the podcast. So yeah, I don't know how many times I've been asked, like the lead pastor Jonathan Smith, right? If he's my son now that he's you know got a different hairstyle, I don't <laughs> get asked that as much. <laughs> <laughs> so no, he's not your son. I'm actually your son, <laughs> but um, uh, you were the teaching pastor here for twenty uh, for how, how many years? 24 uh, lead years? Lead pastor, senior pastor for what, 24 years, I think? Yeah, yeah. 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 And then total of 29 years in this one church, uh, which is really special. For in this any one th- church? Yeah. Is that why we call it one church? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you've been pastoring for over 45 years in Canadian context. Yeah. Edmonton, uh, Hamilton, Ottawa. Well, Hamilton was university, but I pastored a little bit in Toronto. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. Then Edmonton. West side of Toronto. And yeah. then Ottawa, the city I was born in. Yeah. And you were born in Edmonton, actually, when yep. we pastored it there. So yeah. yeah, okay. And then just another thing, just out of this weekend to get to know you a little better. Why don't you like squid? Well, <laughs> I think I'm squeamish with squid. Uh, you know, probably it's just one of those things. You know how it's almost like any food; it's how it's prepared. You know, mm. like and so if maybe if somebody you know <laughs> as good as a, a cook as you or your wife or my wife was. I got to cover all my bases. Uh, it was preparing, you know, who knows? I, I find food talks to me from the plate. Guess where I was before I got here? And so I, it just, I have too vivid of an imagination sometimes. Yeah. And I picture squid. And so I'm right away not thinking about what's this going to taste like, you know? But it's funny when I asked it on on Sunday in that service, uh, you know, I was talking about difference between facts yeah. and opinions. Well, the... Um, you know, you know, squid exists or something. I said that's a fact. But yes. squid are delicious. Is that fact or opinion? It's total and fact. So many people. <laughs> you know, I surprised. Yeah. I thought I knew the church family, and I do. But but you know, how many of them? They love their squid. <laughs> yeah, it's, try- it's like trying to get me to like coffee. I think it's kind of a that ship has sailed. Yeah. Well, what what are we talking about? Recognizing truth today. Man. Like, why is this a deal? At, I, like- I had no idea, Matt, that it was such a big deal. And I, I think the reason why we're talking about it is not just because it's a it's not like a trendy thing. It's it's gonna be a bigger deal in the future. It's gonna be increasingly difficult hmm. to determine what is true. I mean I I the, the the head guy for not the head guy, but one of the head guys in Google just quit his job so he could speak more openly about the dangers of AI. And uh, he's not like trying to sell books or make a name for himself. He's sincerely concerned. He talks about chat boxes are scary. Mm. Get, they, almost like they get a mind of their own and go rogue, you know. Matter of fact, I think we have a quote here. 
He, he says, make no mistake, we're on a speeding train, and the concern is that on that on one day, it will start building its own tracks, you know? Right. And that's what's happening. And, and that's why he said chat boxes are scary. He says, the same dude, he's, by the way, he's a British-Canadian, called the godfather of AI. This is not just somebody trying to grab some headlines here. He, he's, he's, he's been in the industry. He's a pioneer in AI. And he's so concerned that, that he's saying things like this. He says it's more of a danger to humankind than climate change. Mm. And he thinks climate change is a big danger, you know? So you've, you've got other guys. like Economist Magazine and Wall Street Journal, we got some quotes here. Look at this. Social media shopping scams are growing. Young adults are the targets. You get squindled swindled by buying stuff via online ads and markets. Here's how to protect yourself. Like there's just so much convinced. I mean, the younger generation who've grown up with media, Matt, they are being so persuaded that stuff's legit. Right. That isn't, you know, uh, look at the economist magazine. Again, this is the magazine that world leaders sort of read to, to, because yeah. some of the top thinkers in the world contribute. Uh, Yuval Noah Harai, argues that AI has hacked the operating system of human civilization. <laughs> you know, like the, that's this. So can you yeah. imagine, you know, you've got two, two kids you're raising. We, we've got to get ready to find, to get better at recognizing truth. Right. What's authentic and what's fake. It's going to be increasingly difficult to, to discern and ascertain what's real and what is not real. So that's why we're having this conversation because, I mean, it's always been around. Fakes have always been around. True. Yeah. False prophets, Jesus talked about. But, I mean, it's going to get worse. So are you naturally pessimistic? <laughs> is this something that you, you are? <laughs> I'm, I think I'm ultra-optimistic. I think I'm a realist okay. enough, okay. though, that I don't bury my head in the sand when right. I can help people get ready for something that's coming. But to be honest with you, I didn't realize it was such a problem until I began to prepare this teaching on, because frauds, I guess what, one of the things that got me are these grandparent yeah. scams and some very precious friends of my wife and myself, mm. um, th their own mom, who's like a smart, classy lady, but in her senior years, she was scammed. Thousands of dollars. Police brought in. Guess what the police said? This is getting so common. That's, you know, they're sucks. getting so good at it. I mean, we've all had scam phone calls. Yeah. I, I get phone calls. I don't know about you, Matt, but I get phone calls now when it rings and I don't recognize the number. I just, I just let it go to voice because I, I'm going to hear this music and then this, you know, someone speaking to me in another language and then not yeah. Pentecostal, you know, and then I'm gonna, <laughs> uh, and then I'm gonna get the, you know. It's a long ways from. Do you want your ducks cleaned? You know what yeah, I mean. We I used know, to get those yeah. heating ducks right at dinner time, right? Oh, and it's yeah. just, it's just, you just, it's, it's so hard to say. Is this going to be real? Is this legit? You know, uh, even a phone call. Right. I think. I think what makes this tricky. And you tell me what you think about this. It, like it's like you said, it's always been around. There's always been some form of this. Mm -hmm. I think what's tricky is we're in a major leap forward, and we haven't yet caught up. In terms of discernment, mm -hmm. uh, like you, you, when you look back at the the scam calls of the 1950s, someone trying to sell the Brooklyn Bridge or something, right? Like that seems ridiculous now that people would be taken in by that. 
our grandkids are going to feel the same thing to us in some ways that like they're going to have other tools that'll help them. But what is really, really critical right now, if I'm reading this right, is that we're in a, in the middle of a jump forward in technology that's going to be affecting us that way. Is that, is that how you're reading totally. it? Totally. And one of the biggest conversations I've discovered is who's, who's going to, who are the gatekeepers going to be? Who's going to provide the ethical standards for AI? Are we going to let the industry come up with them? They have a vested interest. That's the right. the, 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 the fox guarding the hen house. Yeah. Um, or are we going to let government we, who don't understand AI Right. See, that's their weakness. So it's a it's a tough thing to come up with the right group to provide ethical guidelines here for the for AI going forward. So are you announcing today your your candidacy to be on? <laughs> oh man, I'm talk about catching up. I'm just like becoming aware. But like you said, Matt, like there's always been frauds yeah. and and uh, scams. I mean, go back to Bible times, the first century. Yeah, I mean there were. I don't know how many times the Apostle Paul in the letters he writes to churches says, beware, you know, right. these these bad guys that are going to come and try and get you to go back into religion instead of the grace of Jesus, right. you know, Judaism and, and all its laws and regulations, you know, Galatians, for instance, the whole book is about that. And, and then, of course, Jesus warned, he says, in the last days, there's going to be such a great deception come he says it, it, it will be so powerful, it will even deceive the elect, if yeah. that is possible. That means right. the people that that that, that have decided they're, and, and they've been chosen by God, they, he wants them, and, and, and they've chosen him. Right. Imagine a deception that would, uh, would be so delusion, so persuasive, yeah. it would convince people <laughs> like that. I'm sure, I'm sure right now there's a lot of people with the end times charts out who are <laughs> plotting some stuff yeah. based on what's going on right now. But uh, Yeah, yeah. T- totally. <laughs> and yet at the same time, end times have happened as we've taught it around yeah, here yeah. with the help of our own Dr. Van Johnson. End times have been, the, the, the switch was turned into end times as yes. soon as Jesus rose from the dead totally. and the church began. But at the same time, Jesus did say these things will increase. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. Yes. We're seeing an increase. Doesn't mean Jesus is uh, going to come tomorrow, but it does mean that we've got all the more indication that man, we're getting close. Well, without going right to the end right now, but even so, come Lord Jesus, like oh, this. Yeah. This is uh, th- we have a hope. We don't need to be feel threatened by this stuff either, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. you gave us some great some great ways of thinking about this. And I loved that you you kind of put this spectrum up. And Je- Jeff, if we can show it here, the gullible versus paranoid spectrum. So you know you you, you outlined a bit of this, on, and and you even helped us. <laughs> you give us other terms that we that are a little little nicer to throw in the middle here. Naive and skeptical. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I I'm I'm curious. Where do you fall on that? Where mm-hmm. where would you where were your your natural leanings? I think this? I'm cautious by nature yeah i think i've been jaded and burned enough in life as every person has as they've lived long enough that that i I, but i don't think you asked me personally right yes i don't think i'm i'm not paranoid but i do think that i'm a critical thinker I think I ha- I will ask, and that's where I think we all need to go to ask questions. Because look at this: if the gullible person is just, oh, did you hear this? Oh my goodness, this is horrible, and they're freaking out over to the paranoid, which is saying, 
you know, the establishment said this or government that I'm against and obviously they're trying to get me and they're paranoid. I, I think that, um, that, that all everyone on this whole scale will come to a better place more maybe in the middle if they would just ask questions. Right. Think about the gullible person. They hear something. They're starting to freak out. Ask questions. Fine. And right. we'll get into some of the questions to ask. Paranoid person, same thing. Mm. Get more information. Find, find out reality. And don't just talk to people who are equally paranoid. They're on the same rabbit hole you are. So I think, you know, you asked me before we started this, yeah. what's the middle ground? I think, I think the middle ground are truth seekers who ask questions. Okay, so let me push back on that just a little bit. So are, are we all going to think we're in the middle? Like, if we're gullible, we're not going to think we're gullible. We're going to feel like we're here, even if we're actually <laughs> dancing yeah, over here, I right? think self-awareness uh, is a learned uh, behavior. I think people that are constantly gullible in life experience will learn, hey, I'm falling for too many of these things. Mm -hmm. I think a paranoid person can get a jolt. You know, was it in some country in Africa, Kenya, I think there's just a whole bunch of people that were talked into starving themselves to death. It just oh, happened. Wow. It was just in the news. Starving themselves to death to get so that they could be with Jesus or Jesus oh, returning. Man. It's all one of these, what you refer to these end time cult type things. Yeah. And so, I mean, a person can come out of a cult. They can be paranoid about the world and 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 be corrected by truth. I I've heard people that were caught up with some of the silliness that happened south of the border and is right. is happening. And some of them have said, "Hold hold on here." And so um, there, there there is there is redemptive hope for people. Just because you're gullible doesn't mean you have to be stuck with that uh, characteristic for the rest of your life. Same with paranoia. You know, I think I think that's our job, right? As as if we're going to represent Jesus well and what he would want said in our generation, we've got to help people come to a place where where they're truth seekers. Right. Not not uh, fearful, uh, living every day, suspicious of everybody, and not gullible people who are just going along with the latest thing right. that they've heard, you know? And like you said with the circle version of this, Everybody's wasting their time. Yeah. Well, watch on, this. On both I just got thinking about that scale because I just sort of came up with it as we get ready for the teaching on Sunday. And I got thinking, okay, conspiracy theory. Let's say a conspiracy theory comes up. Who's going to fall for it? And I thought, this is really funny. This is an unlikely marriage. Right. Who would fall for it? The gullible people and the paranoid people. Yeah. You know, because they're both wasting their time. Sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Okay. So. I mean, it's worth it's worth noting here. I think this goes back to a lot of the conversations we had in season one too. If you if you are struggling with either of those spectrums and you're not in healthy community, you're at greater risk. Oh, totally. Yeah. If you're left alone with your own thoughts, trying to resolve yourself right, right away, you're missing out on bringing balance to your thinking. But you know, any one of us knows what it's like to. Um, be thinking something and it doesn't go challenge. It, no one challenges it. Yeah. Then, or we only gather around ourselves people who already think the same paranoid or gullible thought. We're, we're just going to be worse off than we were before because we're going to feel like we have reinforcement reassurance right. that, that that what we're th our, our our erroneous thinking 
is is uh, valid. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, that goes back to the AI stuff too, right? Like maybe some of that's being fed back to us uh, with totally. our algorithms and stuff like that. Um, so it, like I would, I would say I'm a little bit like you, if, I, if we're talking about that spectrum, I've got that punk rocker vibe in my, like fight the man is my, is my right, right. natural leaning. And if too many people like something, something's fishy. That's, <laughs> that's kind of my wiring. Okay. So how do we, how do you, we pull ourselves to the middle? We've got some self-awareness. We've got some people around us helping us say, hey, you're falling for this too many times or not everything is a conspiracy. Yeah, I ask questions, get more information and, and, and know the source. You know, like we talked about on, the, on, the, on, the, on Sunday, you know, um, what's the track record of the source? Right. You know, does the source have a proven track record for truth-telling? And uh, you know how... Someone gullible will say, oh, did you hear this? They, but they don't find out if it's true. How do you find if it's true? You check out the source. And does the source have a, a consistent track record for, for telling the truth, you know? Like your favorite Twitter account. Oh, happy. oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, people are funny. Yeah, I, I meant to show this on Sunday. And uh, I'm glad I, I, I saw it in uh, what Jeff did up for us with the keynote. And, uh, but... You get this. Now, it, it's sort of, you can understand why people would be be doing this and be humored by it, you know, Jesus it's, opening it's his Twitter account. Sometimes. But the part that got me that I thought was so, okay, there's something funny and sort of sad. Here's the funny part that, see that check mark? Yeah. If you're in Twitterdom, you know that it's that verified. means it's verified, you know. So it's actually Jesus. <laughs> it has to be, right? Yeah, but, and, and a lot of followers, this is great, zero following. <laughs> and then, but the other thing that gets me is, I, I, I read about the guy who put this up on, uh, in Twitterville, and he, he said that um, he, he began to talk about all the people that are sincere people among them, that are sending in prayer requests. And that's the no part that I thought way. was pretty sad. I didn't know that. Can you talk about gullible? Yeah. Yeah. They like could have use they a read little, one they, of his tweets? They're all sarcastic and, yeah. and ironic and everything, oh, I right? Know, yeah. I know. Yeah, he's very wow. clever that way. But but you know, talk about they could they could move on the scale a little more to the skeptical side of life. And right. You know, but anyway, I found that pretty sad. But people are so mystical. There's almost like the spiritual hunger gone rogue. Right. People, they... They, they um, want to believe. Yeah. And that almost makes it okay if they yeah, do. Yeah, but it comes mm. from a place of recognizing that there is a supernatural realm and wanting to participate in it. And so it's a tangible way. A lot of these mystical things are just almost like, you know, I want to believe, but it comes from a place that we are supernatural beings wired to know God. It's just that we end up with these substitutes mm. that are so misleading and again, it gets us back to what is authentic. I mean, there's so many, so many uh, factors to that. We're, we're living in an era where there's never been more available news. And I don't think the human brain is wired to process that type of scope. Mm-hmm. I think we're also the, the generation that grew up with Disney ideas, where fantasy mm-hmm. is almost something that we, we, we love to escape to, or we love to believe in, in the miracle ideas. Right, right, right. right. And so we want to... We want that, and I think it like pro- provides us maybe a this surreal hope. I don't know. There's so many things going on in the human. It's amazing what our minds can do to help us cope with what we're struggling with, and yeah. it's not always the right way 
to, right. to deal with it's it. It's not always reality. It's not always truth. Right. You know, it's not always authentic, you know. But th- th- that's why we need to check our, our, our sources. You know, even before, like the quotes that I gave um, yeah. the weekend in our gathering, they were not from some fringe or they were not attention uh, seeking clickbait, you know. I, I, yes, yeah. I want. I want you to listen to my message. So listen to these, uh, you know, sensational quotes. Right. And and the, no, the, the this is a problem that we're all going to be dealing with increasingly in the future so, to determine what is really true. How do you how do you discern that? Like, how do you know which sources are credible? Like you personally, Keith. Yeah, I I uh, I, I check I check out the 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 bias. You know, I research on, for instance, uh, it's pretty obvious in the States, right? You've got some news outlets that are, some some claim, okay, so this is not Keith Smith, some <laughs> claim that they would be platforms for a political party. Really? And then, yeah, and then others <laughs> would claim that, oh, but you got, and then, you know, you know what the problem is, Matt? And this is the sad part is, they end up being monkeys in separate trees throwing nuts at each other and they do not <laughs> what a picture yeah you know, they do not talk to each other yeah and it's in talking to each other that they would you know with the, the sec- second question we ask is is do i have sufficient facts <clears throat> see a lot of people like it's like okay let me stop picking on the americans all right okay <laughs> let me pick on the i'm irish okay okay northern ireland you know yes. as, with the catholic and protestant thing yes they would almost want to know, are you Catholic or Protestant before they would give legitimacy to what you had to say. If, right. you, if you were Catholic and I was Protestant, even if you, what you were saying was true, I would still find a way to put you down and to put down what you were saying, even if it was true. That's a now, great place to start a conversation, right? Like, it, it's just so, we've lost the uh, capacity in, in contemporary culture for dialogue, for dis- for healthy debate, yeah, the- Hel- not a debate that I'm going to hold this position to the very end and get you every way I can, but a debate that brings us towards truth, and that's what I love about um, about the faith in Jesus. It's a pursuit of truth. Right. God says in the Old Testament, "You will seek me and find me if you seek after me with all your heart." You know, you will find the truth, and 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 Jesus. Anytime people had questions about him, he didn't put them down or his own followers. You know, Thomas, when he wasn't around, he was out yeah. getting pizza or something when the guys had gathered and Jesus uh, rose from the dead or and appeared amongst bread, them. Yeah. yeah, or whatever, <laughs> or squid. But uh, so, so he, he comes, he comes uh, back and says, Thomas, go ahead, check me out. Right. Check the wounds that you saw. You saw me hanging on the cross. He, he honors his doubts. Oh yeah, and 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 uh, Jesus would answer sincere questions. Right. You know he. So that that actually, it's a sign of a cult, right, or a political party, <laughs> <laughs> where where they 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 don't want you to ask questions because they're um, they want you just believe. We're getting back into that whole. Uh, I just want to believe, you know, yeah. and cults. Right. And 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 people that just want you to follow their 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 particular group right. thought. And and so they, they they you aren't allowed to challenge, you aren't allowed to ask questions, you aren't allowed to have your honest doubts. Mm. I love that about the Christian faith. Christian faith goes wherever the truth leads. Right. And I love that about it. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, let's 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 actually finish up these two the three questions because I want to. There's a lot of ideas we can we can uh, go to that you just brought up. Um, yeah. Does so the source have sufficient facts? Sufi- We're not looking for all the facts, though. No, no. Because when can you? That's the whole idea. Like I said, like even with Jesus, I know a lot about him. I mean, I've known him since I was a kid. I've done post secondary education mainly focusing on him, you know, uh, spent my whole life in the Bible studying it for myself and others. So, but I still, there's still more about Jesus. I want to get to know there's more right. about history, archaeology, and the new, ta- regarding the, uh, the the gospel records that I want to. So I, I don't think any of us ever have all of the facts because we're always learning. And if a person arrives at a place where they feel they have uh, final uh, facts, then they're not going to be open for new revelation. Yeah, well, let's mm-hmm. come back to that. That's a that's a big one. Um, I guess, like, really quickly, how do you know you have enough? Then, how do you know if you have enough facts? When 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 is it like satisfactory? Well, to to make a choice or yeah, make a decision. It's almost like being in a in a in a court <clears throat> thing where, okay, is everybody that you you want to represent brought in all the facts that we need? You reach enough facts that you can make a decision. There may be more to, that would come in, but all they would do would be, it's not that they would be redundant. They bring in a slightly different angle, but you have enough to reinforce the, 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 uh, the conclusion, the mm-hmm. conviction that this, we, we are proceeding. We have enough facts in place to make a conclusion. Right. You know, I think g- getting back to reality here, I think when it comes to Jesus and the scripture, I think we need to be careful to not just look at one verse, mm. but to That's look so at good. what other verses in the Bible have to say about that very same topic. You know, um, your mom, my wife, asked me, she said, coming out of this whole teaching, she said, but what do you do with the verse that says, uh, love believes all things? Right. You know, because if you're going to check out your sources and do I have sufficient facts and are they trustworthy? You know, is there a pure agenda, right. which is the next question that, that we look at? You know, is the agenda pure? Right. It, I, I, but, but love believes all things. So you take love, believes all things. If I just went by that, I'd be sort of gullible. Right. <laughs> so I need to say, okay, what else does the Bible say about love? Right. You know, or and, be about belief and believing people. Yeah. What about this one? And this is what I brought up there because we were having it wasn't even a debate; it was just a beautiful conversation. But I said, "But what do we do about this? Where Jesus did not trust himself to people because he knew what was in their hearts." Right. Love, no, no. Love believes all things. I, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to take into account the facts that these people have ripped off and burned people. That's their track record. Right. You know, I'm not gonna. No, I'm just going to love them. Well, he did love them, but he held them accountable to the truth. The best way we can love people is to hold them accountable to the truth. Right. Otherwise, uh, love believing all things would be just exclusively, that's all it would do. Exactly. So the right. Bible says more things about love. Love yeah. love is a, a, a sacrificial um, giving of oneself to bring about the best for someone else. It's it's tough to know if if someone's agenda is pure though, right? Especially today. Yeah. Especially I, even like my my agenda isn't even always pure. Sometimes totally. I realize later that I was actually out for something for myself and I didn't even see it in myself sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only 
being that we have that we know of is 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 Jesus that would have had a pure agenda because you look at right why why he came he none of us chose to come into the planet Jesus did why he did was for us yeah um what he taught it was always about hey people i'm here for you the kingdom of god is here you're in you're poor blessed are you because i'm here for you you're you're you're, you're mourning I'm here for you. Like his boat, when it pulled up on the Sea of Galilee, he just kept telling people, kingdom of God is here and you're in. You've right. been told you're out. And God he wasn't doing that so he could build a political regime. He wasn't doing that to amass an army. He wasn't doing that to, to gain popularity. Like the, all the human metrics, he was not after. Exactly. And then, and then he said, greater love has no one than the person who lays down their life for their friends, and he says, that's what I'm going to do for you, and he did it. Mm. Again, he died for us, rose for us, preparing a place for us. Jesus' agenda is so pure because he wanted to please the Father and help people have, have a future. So let me extrapolate that a little bit. That's what makes someone like a Jeffrey Hinton seem credible is because he laid down good, good his, one, yeah. his role at, yeah, at a... a yeah. Uh, influential company with a really great, you know, like all the the financial benefits, to to make a moral stance. Yeah, that right? th that's a great measuring stick to use to to help us determine how 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 much we should trust what he has to say. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that that we could have a whole podcast on just discerning. <laughs> Uh, and we will. We will in a, f a couple of weeks. We're going to talk about a few weeks about the Holy Spirit, how He helps us discern. Okay, look at that little setup. Thank you. <laughs> that was good. Okay, so let's let's uh, let's go to this. Um, you you mentioned healthy dialogue. I, mm -hmm. I think that this is something that we. I, I I was I was with the the online crew during the the gathering, and it's something that came up in the chat room. We we just. I think a lot of us have this mourning or sense of loss for healthy dialogue. Totally. Do you know what I do, Matt? My, if you look at the people I listen to, I deliberately listen to people who totally have a different view of life. And I want to know what they are saying, what they are thinking, so I can better articulate what I believe is God's best for them. Uh, I don't, um, if you looked at, uh, I, I'm not on Twitter much, yeah. uh, but if you looked at the feed, I'm, I'm hearing from all different viewpoints because I want to be, I want to be, I want to love those people. I want to value them. I want to respect their views, but I also want to know how to answer them with something that I'm convinced because I, because of Jesus and what he has to say that, that would be helpful to them. Right by communicating with them, so I want to know my audience, who I'm talking to, so I can better help. Sure, I'm, but I mean, you, your your role is as a communicator to know the vast, you know, spectrum of people that you're communicating to. But how about the information you're you're taking in, or like like how do we how do we even build conversations with people? Like, I mean, if you if you take, um. You know, like just thinking about a Toronto context, you, you had a condo in Toronto, lots of population density. If you mm -hmm. took even just the people on your floor and you knew many of them, mm -hmm. there'd be a lot of different worldviews there. How do you have conversations? If, I mean, if you've ever been in a moment where someone brings, steps over the political line and expresses a little bit of their view in the world, mm -hmm. 
or even faith or like how do you have not get your back up and start to like you, you defend know, a stance i think every day i pray the the what i call a shema for the believers and a follower of jesus and you know it's that prayer of the old testament around first centuries millennia uh, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Jesus affirmed it. And then, so there's a part of that that I pray that has to do with my my view before I even meet those people in the hallways of the condo. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that is, I love you with all my mind, Lord. So I, I, I choose to think of what will bring the best out of every person I meet today. Mm. And so right away, I value and I respect them. Do you know what I mean? I'm going to them not to say, I know about Jesus and you don't, so my truth is superior. No, no, I go to serve them. You've probably, and I did, it's not original to me, but I know Pastor Jonathan has attributed it to me a bit. But it's, it's you know, telling someone about Jesus is just one beggar yeah. telling another beggar where we found bread. I'm no better than them. Yeah, I, I I have the privilege of someone telling me about Jesus, and I want them to. So a lot of it is just um, a perspective. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to cringe, Matt. There was this woman on the elevator of the condo we lived in, and she <laughs> would. Oh, she's she, not she watching. Would, yeah, no, she, if she watches, she needs to hear this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, she would sing, Jesus Loves Me, this I know, mm. a lot, out loud on the elevator when we're going down. And I talk about a cringe Ooh. moment. I could just feel people just feeling that this is weird and this is awkward and what's she doing? You know, yeah. listen, by loving wow. the people on her floor and, you know, your mom, how kind she would be to them at Christmas time or other times a year, building relationships. Okay, so first of all, valuing. Second, listening to them. Yes. Listening to their religious background, their story. Listening, listening, listening. Third, um, ask questions. Right, which I is just, also listening. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just ask questions and then listening. I and then you know what? You know what comes out of that? They start asking you questions. Right. And and you've earned your right to be heard, and you tell them about Jesus, and and it just comes out so natural. Listen, Mother's Day was this uh, last weekend. One of the people you you brought up the condo thing, but one of the people in the condo we stay in touch with a lot of them. But she she, she um, e- uh, texted or emailed, I don't know which, your mom, and she read it to me, and she was saying, Happy Mother's Day, and this kind of a thing. And the reason I know, I, saw, I told your mom, the reason why she, this wonderful businesswoman um, was looking to mom is because she was a mother figure in her life when we lived in that condo, and she doesn't want that relationship to stop, and, and, mm. and it hasn't, you know? So... When when someone knows how much you care, <laughs> they're willing to listen to why you care. Right, and 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 so that that's that's we we've had you know we've had her tune in to um, our podcast during COVID when we lived right. in the condo. We had her listening in the podcast, and she would ask questions. You know, that's cool. And she always thought it was so cool that you know she lived next door to to this guy that was up there uh, teaching on the you know, and yeah. so it, it just. I can ask him questions too, you know. Right, so yeah. it just it, just being real. I think the biggest thing you ever hear that um, there was a guy that used to do the news, and he would do small talk with the uh, fellow anchors at the news desk, and then as soon as the sportcast yes. came on, he changed his voice and he started. To, 
Yeah. Well, that's what some people are like. They think, I'm going to go into my witnessing voice now. My, right. I'm going to tell them about Jesus. I'm going to preach. Fire and brimstone. No, like, what about just doing what Jesus did with the, right. remember the woman at the well yeah. or Nicodemus? Just being real. It's not about us. It's about them wanting them to see how wonderful Jesus is. Mm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so in those conversations, um, sometimes we're going to be see an opportunity to speak into something that is on on the line or o- over the line in terms of what is safe. When is it profitable or when is it dangerous? Give, give an example. I don't know what you mean. So like, it could be a political statement or it could oh, be yeah. like we get either baited or just someone asks something and we know, like, is there a time to back down and just say, you know what, I don't know if, I don't know if I, um, this is a, a, a conversation that. Oh, totally, Matt. That in itself is a witness for Jesus. If we're just not going to join someone in their, in their uh, hatred, mm. anger, uh, anger. What about rebuttaling them though? Yeah, but as long as we can do it in a way that is it, again, we're not angry. You, you're angry about this. I'm not going to join you in your anger. But I, I think the best way to rebut is to ask questions mm. rather than giving them my. There's your viewpoint. Here's mine. Asking questions that get them to see that the world that they're living in is probably a little smaller than what the real world is. Mm. You know, let them see that there's more to it than what they've already thought of and and the rabbit hole that they're probably living in because they're just looking to people to reinforce what they already think or or or, or uh, find it their identity in. Um. So. Let me let me turn the corner here and bring this to even as followers of Jesus in our in our community. Um, there's been plenty of people who are Bible communicators, Bible teachers, some of them famous, and some of them don't necessarily uh, share a, a worldview that we think Jesus did. <laughs> oh, and totally. yet they're uh, uh, apparently authorities on Scripture. So how do we discern that? Because it can be very compelling. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're even at a little bit to what we've talked about earlier. Sometimes it's selling us the right hopeful thing. Sometimes, like um, at least in my experience, you might want to speak to this, you might not, but some of the most positive preachers that are speaking all the, the good things that will happen mm-hmm. if you follow Jesus are some of the most dangerous mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because they're, they're twisting some stuff. Yeah. So yeah. how do we, like what is our... What is our method for discerning that, or what is our blueprint for that? You you mentioned the Bereans. I loved how you had that that quote. How they uh, Paul's writing to them, and he says, "You guys did a great job. I wish you were more like." Or no, he was talking to someone else, saying, "I wish you were more like the Bereans because when we taught, they tested everything. They went back to they scripture. went back to scripture to see if it was true." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you love that about Jesus? That he 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 wants he invites investigation. Yeah. He wants people to do their due diligence when it comes to faith. And, and you know, I love that about trips to Israel. You know, you, you get to see more and more archaeological discoveries and historical uh, discoveries that just validate the, the authenticity of the original record and what yeah, Jesus and we, did we mentioned us. a few of them in yeah. season one, yeah. I think the last episode. But yeah. getting back to what your question is, you know, I think that we have to have discernment. We'll get into that in a couple yeah. of weeks, because is the agenda pure? Mm. I, I, Matt, you you grew up with me. You know, 
how many times I cringe when there's a television preacher that is obviously just taking a verse out of context to try and get people to send money in to them when Jesus taught us a lot about money, how to steward it, but he did not say if you if you just give to this certain ministry, you're automatically going to get uh, a big return on your investment. That wasn't what he, when his boat pulled up on the shore and he went into a crowd, he was there to meet their needs. Right. It wasn't about these people. Are you gullible enough to, or do you, are you selfish enough because I'm promising you that if you right. give to me, you know, Jesus didn't appeal to be. Come on, did he appeal to people's selfishness? No. Did he? He was there for people. It wasn't so, a fortune. Get this. My, thing, one of my right? favorite verses. <clears throat> What's Jesus' agenda? He said, "I have not come to be served, right, but to serve and give my life a ransom for others." So you know that that's I think people can use the discernment a lot. Is the agenda pure? Because are they making Jesus look good, and are they representing Him well? Are they are they making me want to humble myself and please Jesus? Are they appealing to my greed? Mm. Are they appealing to my selfishness? What I can get out of this? So I think I think is the agenda pure kicks in there and helps us out a lot with a lot of what's out there with because Jesus did say. There are false teachers, and okay, here's this. Here's the scary one. Listen to this, Matt. Jesus said, and I almost, as a leader in the church, I, <laughs> I, I read this, and it just helps me stay on track and be so respectful of the role I have with people as a spiritual leader. Jesus said, "There'll be those that stand before Him someday and say, Lord, in Your name, we did miracles. Right. We saw people who had." evil spirits getting them to do evil things. They were bound to it. We saw them freed. We, you know, we, we did the supernatural, Jesus. And he, he and his, I mean, he doesn't even... No sugarcoating. No. He says, depart from me, you evildoers. I never knew you. The, the operative word there, the key word is new. Yeah. They were doing it for themselves. They were using uh, Jesus to get for themselves... To, to they were doing the supernatural not to help people but to again uh, increase their wealth or their 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 popularity or their sense of success and Jesus says I never knew you you know so it, it's all about knowing Jesus loving him and and going out and serving others you know that's the pure agenda yeah so we we started with talking about how how long you've been doing this mm. you've been around the block a bit You've probably seen quite a few people. Now be careful. Here. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you've probably seen a lot A lot of people go through things because they've been on either end of the spectrum of gullible oh, yeah. or skeptical yep. or they haven't learned mm-hmm. to have these three types of questions, the authentic way of following Jesus that brings mm-hmm. us back to the middle. Are, are there any common um, patterns that you're, you've seen as a pastor that you say, like people, I can't believe people, they did it in the 80s, 90s, zeros, and 10s. Like, it's been... Oh, yeah. There's always stuff coming through. People, Matt, it's almost like we have a human nature is to be more interested in what's new than what's true. Uh, and, and the, you know, Trontonians are very trendy. 
you know, have been as long as I've lived here. And and people in the world, like, it's always, you know, you know, oh, we're, we're going to go into the metaverse. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And they, they don't, they don't um, assess, they don't have to ask enough questions to find out whether something is worth taking a chunk of their life and pursuing it, taking their time and their 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 finances or whatever, yeah. and, and and influencing others to do the same, you know. Wow. Okay. Okay. So last question uh, for today, and obviously. Uh, Thank you to everyone who's been part of submitting questions in the past, and and uh, we'd love to hear from you as we go through this series, and hopefully even this conversation we're having today has been stirring up a few more follow-up questions. And listen, we've got three more weeks in this season, and we've got plenty of seasons ahead, I hope, <laughs> so that, that we'll be able to get to your questions um, at the right time. So please be a part of this, because this is more than just two people chatting. We want this to be a dialogue from our community. But... <clears throat> I think this is a really important question. It's one that I'm wrestling with and I have wrestled with in my own faith journey is when is it okay to change your mind? You know, I I found myself going through different stages of my own walk with Jesus where something that I felt was pretty black and white at one point Mm -hmm. shifted into the gray. And -hmm. there was a little bit of like, uh, um, it was a bit scary for me in those Mm -hmm. moments where Mm -hmm. I felt like, am I losing something? Is there something that I should have like... If, if this becomes gray, does that mean everything else turns to gray or mm-hmm. I can't trust Jesus anymore because this is something that I thought was pretty easy to understand before and now I'm realizing it's becoming more of a, uh, a you know, discerning process. Mm-hmm. I think unless we change, we're never going to grow. Unless we right. learn new things, we're never going to change so that we can grow. So I think as long as it's coming from a, a, a good place of, I want to seek truth. I think I may have said it here, if not on Sunday, that a Christian is one who goes where the truth leads. Mm-hmm. You know, so God's not insecure. Right. <laughs> Jesus isn't like, oh, if they learn that, then they're not going to believe me. No, no, he's he's basically, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. He's not saying, my truth's better than your truth. He's not right. saying, my, I got true. the best religion yeah. in uh, on the planet. He is saying, guys, I will do whatever it takes. I'll give my life. I'll, I'll lay down my agenda of, of anything to do with selfishness. I'll, I'll, I'll give my everything for you. And the, and the reality is that there, 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 nothing can take us away from the love of God that is ours in Christ Jesus. You know, a lot of things can change. We can learn a lot of things about Jesus, about the Bible, that may challenge our previous assumptions but that that should help us all the more say yeah but isn't it great that there are some things that are certain mm-hmm. that are absolute that we can uh, bank on forever because we can we can you know it's it's sort of like uh, Jesus on trial you know the the more you interrogate him the more you're going to come away and say I find no fault in him right. I sure find a fault in maybe my past beliefs that I assumed mm-hmm in the churches and in leaders that let me down. Uh, but, but Jesus, Mm. he's the real deal. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going with him and it's going to be, uh, it's going to turn out forever. There you go. So I, I think that's, I think it's going to be a place that we always land on as a a community 
and uh, certainly all those who are who are going to be sitting at this table having these conversations is that's that's our tr- true north is mm-hmm. what is mm-hmm. Jesus even the the Bible itself matters to us because it mattered to Jesus totally so that's great okay we we are we're going to close up but just before we do um, is there anything that you want to share about this that we didn't yeah, get to on I the just weekend or deeply care as we all do Matt that people going forward are are going to have to learn to ask questions and, um, and let what Jesus says be the measurement of what we what we uh, determine is true or not and uh, cuz he's he's proven that he's he's uh, aware of his agenda he loves us he's the reason why he has done and will do everything that he does and so we we can trust him I'm not saying, but beware of everyone else, <laughs> because there are other, there are other people that their agenda, like you said earlier, none of us have an absolutely pure agenda. Right. But there are Christ followers who we can do this journey with, who will always be on our side and always helping us uh, when we stumble and fall to get back up and get following our true North Jesus again. Yeah, that's great. Well. Um, uh, you're going to be back in a, f- a couple weeks, so we'll pick Looking right forward up, to it. picking that up. And I get and, to hang out with my son. This is good. <laughs> uh, so, but thanks for everybody for joining us for this kickoff of season two of the Follow Podcast, having authentic conversations. And listen, uh, if you we've referenced it a bunch today. If you missed season one, there's so much we're building on uh, from that season. Feel free to go back and check that out. You can subscribe to the One Church To Podcast anywhere you get your podcasts, or Check out our YouTube channel because we are a video podcast too. So if you didn't know, if you're just hearing our voices, you get to see us beautiful people as well. Um, and don't forget to submit submit your questions uh, for anything to do with this se- series that we're talking about, these authentic conversations. But in fact, if this spurs a completely different question, submit that too, because that actually helps us shape further, uh, further series that we might be uh, having. And uh, as long as it helps us have open and honest conversations for people who are actively learning to live like Jesus, we'll, we'll chase that and we'll, we'll see how that goes. All right. So thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week.